Hi, I'm Chloe. I'm Sarah, and Seamus is right beside the microphone, so be prepared. And this is Warriors, Bards, and Brews. The quarantine edition. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, so we laugh, but it's really not that funny. Uh, obviously, everyone is talking about COVID-19 right now. We're recording this on March 15th. Is that right? Sure. Okay. And um, <laughs> things are starting to get crazy. You're not really supposed to go anywhere or hang out with anyone um, apart from outside. So we're listening to that advice. I mean, my lungs are fucked up, so I probably shouldn't be putting myself at risk. Yeah, Sarah's lungs are not great, and I know way too many people who are vulnerable, and I've been sick a million times myself over the last little while, so my immune system is probably pretty shitty. Um, how have you been feeling? Fine. Okay. So, um, so far this, um, isolation thing is going okay, but I'm actually lately a very extroverted person and I like being around people and seeing my friends a lot so I feel like really soon this is gonna get really old um also it's just everything feels weird I don't know I have an anxiety disorder as I've talked about vaguely on this podcast before but (sighs) it's hard not to just check the news all the time um I don't know I'm I'm fine like it's I, we haven't really changed our lives that much, except to, like, not go drinking around town for seven hours on a weekend. <laughs> yeah, I guess. But, like, you're not even really supposed to go to restaurants or anything. And considering the amount of time we spend in our friend's brewery. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's fine. I'm not, like, it's, we're not as bad off as Italy is, which is highly unfortunate. And, I mean... BC could be doing more, but they've started enough now that I think that it's it's not going to spread exponentially. I don't know. I'm not. I hope so. I mean, as long as everybody actually listens to the social distancing thing, which I don't I th- know how much they are. I think I know. there's a decent amount. Like the buses we saw today were super empty. Yeah. So hopefully, we actually went to Shoppers Drug Mart to buy some shit, and there was like maybe ten people in the store, and there was actual supplies to be had. So mm-hmm. I think I think. Hopefully we're over the worst of it, knock on wood. Yeah, it seems like the larger grocery stores are completely depleted and just overrun with people, whereas I don't think people are... Don't, don't tell them our secrets. Yeah. <laughs> don't, I want to be able to go get my snacks. Yeah. <laughs> I need my snacks, yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that's where we're at, and we're having a 4pm gin martini because... Uh, because why the fuck not? When the world's going to hell, you gotta drink it while you got it. Exactly. <laughs> and normally at this point, we've been out for like three hours on a Sunday, like yeah. having beer somewhere. So yeah, this is actually relatively restrained for us. I so. didn't have a lunch beer. I didn't have a nope. breakfast Caesar. Um, I actually like made us breakfast this morning. Very lovely fried rice. It was very good. I made uh, like Chinese style fried rice. It was very tasty. And last night I made curry fried rice for us. We need to get some more rice for the plague box now. <laughs> Um, Seamus is very happy though. Seamus is quite stoked that we've been home. Mm-hmm. He's super stoked. Yeah, that's it. My my coworker texted me. This is the only good thing about this social distancing thing is more time with cats. <laughs> and that's true. And more time to record a podcast. And we apologize for the massive gap in our episode schedules. We've had some shit going on. It always see, kind of seems like we have some shit going on, but we really had some shit going on. February was a wild month. February was a lot. Um, but we're good now though. Every- 
And so this is the first real episode we've done in a while. We've hosted the one that we did from Fan Expo. Thanks for listening to and Thanks that. to everybody who came out to chat and listen to us yeah. and who showed up in costumes. Y'all looked amazing. That was so nice. And also, uh, shout out to everybody we kind of chatted with, like uh, Lit- Liv from Miss Baby and the Geeks vs. Nerd crew and Drinking and Screaming. Those guys are hilarious. I love Drinking and Screaming. Um, yeah, you guys are all like really, really fun to talk to and, and chat with. And thanks for being cool panel co-people with me. I don't know what the panelists, co-panelists. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, d- I was not on <laughs> any panels because that's not really my thing, but Sarah did a great job. Thank you, I am. Yes. A fucking delight. Yes. Um, So yeah, the last real episode we recorded, I think, was The Bittersweet. Um, (laughs) (laughs) We all know how we both feel about that. Um, And we're skipping one against an army because we already recorded that ages ago um, with with our friend Grace, who did our logo and everything. Um, So this one is Forgiven, which stars our I think it stars Lucy Lawless and Renee (laughs) O'Connor. But also features our favorite little brat, Tara. <laughs> I don't see my favorite little brat. I have no. a couple other favorite little brats. No, it's true, but, but she's, no, she's she's good. Yeah, she's. I think she's a fun foil. Like she's a good. It's it, she was a good character to bring in at this point in in the season because there was so much heaviness and there was so much drama and all that kind of shit. So this is like a really fun way to show that yes, Eden and Gabrielle are truly, truly, truly back. And you know, up to their antics, up to their and, bullshit. Yeah, they're back yeah. on their bullshit. <laughs> so we'll just uh, get going. As I sip my 4 p.m. martini and lime-flavored Perrier, like the bougie fucker I am. We've become obsessed with flavored sparkling water, like it's a problem. Like we used to bring out all these beer cans, and now it's just like bubbly freaking cans and like multiple bags. If bubbly wants to sponsor this podcast, we're in. <laughs> I think they're Canadian. <laughs> So the, what is this? What is this nonsense? This is like a bunch of druids and the sun. Oh, this is the Apollo thing, isn't it? Yes. Apollo's, Apollo's mad. This is really bad effects. Even what for is this? This show. is terrible, even for Xena. This is like the level of effects uh, now this that is we're a cave on painting? A, a Velocipaster, which we watched. Oh my god, last Velocipaster night. was amazing. Velocipaster was extremely casually racist, and actually, there wasn't a Velociraptor or a pastor. There was a T Rex and, and a, a priest. priest. <laughs> but that's beside the point. But like, Priest Rex doesn't quite have the same <laughs> ring as Velocipaster. No. Okay, so this is okay. The Apollo thing, yeah, the urn of Apollo, yeah. Yeah. So what does the urn do? Is it just like a sacred symbol, or does it actually have powers of some sort? I don't think it actually has powers. I think it's just like a sacred thing that they use for services for Apollo. Dispersing things. Yeah. I was trying to read about it the other day, and I couldn't find any. I don't. Is it a? I don't probably not even real thing. Probably not. It's probably Zena thing. Seamus is very mad at us right now. Anyway, all these people who are standing about are being purified and forgiven for their misdeeds. And the urn of Apollo is anointing them with the purity of hope. This looks like a varied crew of people who are being forgiven. You are forgiven for past misdeeds. Yeah. There's some warrior-looking guys and some peasant-looking people. You are forgiven for past This is some Catholic shit here, too. Yeah, this is some, like, Ash Wednesday bullshit. Like, <laughs> let's put the dirt on your head. <laughs> Go forth. And, uh, I don't know, be less shitty. This guy is wearing Ares' uh, last season outfit. Like, <laughs> yeah. Now go and do good. 
Oh, stabby, stabby. Oh, That's shit. <laughs> I knew I did, man. Oh, Shing. <laughs> you were stealing the urn of Apollo. I like how he's like, you're stealing the urn. Like, yeah, like, we, we can see that. He's like, that's the point. <laughs> As if say, saying the thing will make it not happen. You're doing this. Yes, I am. Thank you for noticing. I've accomplished my task. Maybe he's surprised because it wasn't a Tolikus. Could be, yes. No urn can do that. That comes from within. Zena, Zena the realist like me. Look, the urn isn't fucking magic now, is it? <laughs> Zena is me whenever a dude starts talking about hops at the brewery. Just like aggressively swilling Just beer. like, oh god, it's shut up. Gabrielle's like, I can be purified. <laughs> I didn't get enough of that with the Amazon smacking my ass for three days. No. <laughs> I'm gonna get Argo. We'll set off once I get back. <laughs> Zena's like, fucking hell. <laughs> Apologies for the cat screaming. We're just not being able to edit, that, edit any of this out. He's just... No, it's just... It is what it is. Yeah. <sighs> I love this... <laughs> this little asshole teenager. It's so good. Just, like, spills beer on her scroll. Gabrielle's scroll. And she just fucking hates Gabrielle because she wants to go and hang out with Xena and be Xena's one and only... Sidekick. Everybody's just in love with Xena, and like yeah. how Xena's just like, look, I'm very happily married, but thank you very much. She's not a very age-appropriate crush. No, but I mean, you're, it's hilarious that you say that, <laughs> Miss. I'm gonna lust after every woman over fifty. Yes, but I'm not a seventeen-year-old like looking at an adult. That doesn't fucking. I know, but that doesn't fucking matter. Like, she's still gonna be like, I'm better than this one. Yeah. <laughs> And also, how many times were people in high school, like, crushing on teachers real bad? That's not age appropriate either. It's true. I had so many crushes on so many teachers. I don't know what's bothering you, but I have no intention of fighting. I think you're a coward. Can we talk about how unfortunate Tara's hair is? Yeah. Can we also talk about how much I screamed when I saw the Renee O'Connor liked our Instagram photo? Oh, yes. <laughs> yes. Renee O'Connor liked our Instagram photo that we posted from Fan Expo, and... It was, was actually... It was her birthday, actually. It was... Be yes, because we mentioned that it was her birthday, and we were very, very excited just before going on stage. So we found a Xena Funko, and then, yeah. So I put a picture up online, I said, this is a good omen, because it's... We found this, and it's Renee O'Connor's birthday. I, just, I didn't tag her, I just added her. And then within, like, two minutes of the post being up, she liked it, and I screeched. So, um, truly, Gabrielle and Tara are having one of the more vicious cat fights I've ever seen. Oh, yeah, I was surprised they aren't actually using <laughs> using cat noises in this. Well, they're kind of screaming like cats. That's true. So. <laughs> did she just bite her ear? Did she pull the Mike Tyson? Oh, she did wailing on Gabrielle at this point. Holy fuck. Like, I forgot about this. Kind of this is Jesus. <laughs> Zena just gets her by the hair and is like, get off my woman. That's not a good That's way not to a, endure This is the worst way to start this. Yeah. <laughs> it's that is the literal worst way to get on Cena's good side. <laughs> Show up, beat the piss out of Gabrielle, and this demand to be put on the team. No. No. That is the, no. I mean, Gabrielle was similarly demanding about going along with Zena. Yeah, but, but she did she that in a very polite a way. Yeah. <laughs> she was a bit annoying, maybe, but she didn't brutally beat anyone. <laughs> I'll do that later. <laughs> yeah, I was kind of talking with Sarah about how Tara is a bit of an antithesis to Gabrielle in a way because, you know, Gabrielle demands to go along with Xena and she's this pure little 
innocent thing, and she eventually learns a bit of darkness as a result of um, hanging out with Xena. Not in a bad way, necessarily, just, you know, she learns things about the ways of the world from being with Xena. And And very quickly, too. Very quickly. Um, And whereas Tara starts out to be quite problematic (laughs) in her behavior, and she doesn't really stop being a bit of a brat, but she does yeah. kind of learn cooperation. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Bonnie. Gabriel's <laughs> partner. Yes, there it is. I think the big thing here is that um, the, a parallel you can see with the two of them is they do tend to see things like in a black and white kind of way when mm-hmm. they first meet Xena mm-hmm. and then they kind of see the greys within the world after some time with Xena it's true Gabriel's looking all chewed up <laughs> your little buddy mm, you little gal pal Xena's like please go away and yeah of course there's the obvious yeah. thing where Xena reminds or Tara reminds Zena of herself. Yeah. herself. So the whole thing about Zena going evil was because her brother died, right? Um, that started it, and then Caesar solidified it. Right. Why not use your shackles? <laughs> <laughs> Gabrielle's just like you can kill her. You can kill her ten different ways. That's pretty <laughs> extreme. There, it's Christ, Gabrielle. Gabrielle. <laughs> Fuck. Also, this kid is like, this, this is actually creepy. Like, this following it at like a <laughs> 10 paces behind. <laughs> stalking is a good way to put it, yes. Well, yeah, I would be bothered by yeah. someone stalking me. Yeah. Even if it was a stupid little 17 year old. I'd be, I'm actually probably more annoyed at a stupid 17 year old because I was like, you have the energy to keep this up forever because you're 17 and a moron. And she's proven that she's quite I'm strong. Not gonna fight you. Yeah. I just wanted to take. I want to get that urn back for those suckers who believe in that kind of thing. It's good, isn't it? Me and her, we don't need any help. Come on, let me just show you where their hideout is. It'll be my first step. I mean, you could just show her where the hideout is because you want to help him without any ulterior motive of, like, taking over Gabrielle's role. Yeah. Like, there's nothing wrong with, like, offering your services to Xena. I said that came out way super sexually. Um, yeah. <laughs> offering assistance to Xena. <laughs> and again, we're talking about a teenager yeah. here, so maybe... Yeah. Uh, there's nothing wrong with, like... Offering to be with assistance, but like do it because you want to do good and not because you want to like go get the fame almost. Like, is it just because she doesn't like Gabrielle and she wants to be cool like Xena? Like, is this the whole. Well, she doesn't like Gabrielle because Gabrielle's in her way. What's going on? I mean, she doesn't even know Gabrielle. <laughs> no. What? Yeah. I'm sorry, Gabby, that you're whipping back there in the tavern. I should have your butt like that. <laughs> wow, sincere. <laughs> That's a, that's a sincere as, oh, I'm sorry you reacted that way. <laughs> Even Seamus is like, what's, what is this child doing? Gabrielle, she's trying to turn her life around. I think this was around the time that Mike Tyson did the ear biting thing. Well, only a little bit, and she apologized. <laughs> See, like, it's gonna grow back. It's fine. I mean, that's not a small wound. <laughs> no. It's not like she just scratched her Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I knew you were evil, but you were obnoxious too. <laughs> Who the fuck says young, young bucks? bucks. 
guidance, then maybe I would have been better equipped to handle what lay This is kind of interesting because they never really indicated that she was any kind of trouble. Like, yeah, in previous episodes back, you know, when she was a kid. Yeah. It just kind of talks about how she was always hanging out with her brothers and having yeah. fun. Like, from everything we've kind of heard up until now, it was like Xena's childhood was fairly, like, pretty chill. And she was, you know, a normal kid. In, like, a quiet village. Yeah. She was Belle, essentially, from Beauty and the Beast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, you know, with swords. Yeah. <laughs> There's a very good chance you're going to hear some purring because Podcat has settled in now. Do you really think she's going to listen to you? I don't think no. so. This kid's not going to listen to Xena. Jesus. I love like the suspense music. It sounds like the Jaws theme. It does a bit. <laughs> Speaking of music, we have a second podcast. Yes, it's called Feminist Killjoys. And we talk about, uh, mostly right now, pop music. And the, the lyrics and, and why some of it is, you know, overlooked for being a pop song and what message is actually really good within the song. And then why some songs are super bangers, but like, why would you say that in a pop song? <laughs> kind of sketchy lyrics. Yeah. I, I've been calling it the good, the bad, and the ugly of music. So we talk about, like, why something is good, why something is terrible, why something is tragic. And this is pretty much what we do in our spare time when we're not talking about Xena, so... So it makes sense. We'll record that, too. Yeah. So you want to check that out. It's, uh, yeah, Feminist Killjoys. We're on Spotify, Google, Apple. Pretty sure we're going to be picked up on uh, iHeartRadio and stuff once uh-huh. we get enough downloads. There is a now-defunct podcast called Feminist Killjoys PhD. We are not that podcast. <clears throat> oh, dear God, no. This is just Feminist Killjoys. A music, yeah, it's Feminist Killjoys music podcast. I think our last episode was Celine Dion, so if you find that, you found us. Yeah. I've got some information you might be interested There's a lot of can Yeah. Is he wearing a crucifix? No, that's just like a very badly shaped cross. Somebody's sneaking up on me in those <laughs> anyway, Tara's ratted Xena out to the, the warlords. warlords. We haven't watched this in so long. I forgot how like dumb the music cues are, but they work so well. Lucy's face is just my favorite thing. Yeah, I know. Like not just because she's pretty, but because oh, facial... I thought that's why it was. Well, no, but just because. Well, yes, but also just because of her facial expressions. <laughs> I can't believe that someone else was the first choice for this show, and that I she have, just I like happened... my nose. Jesus. <laughs> and that they just happened to cross her basically after like another bunch of other people turned them down. So great. I just can't you imagine anybody else. Yeah, no. I... Shut up. <laughs> It's one of those things where it works because the the chemistry and and everything about Lucy is just so suited for this kind of role. Oh yeah, but I think we had this conversation talking about. Oh, I had this conversation with my parents talking about Venom, with Tom Hardy, who just, with all of his talent and skills, took the script for Venom. Which is kind of like a dorky superhero comedy mm-hmm. movie, mm-hmm. and he just went full. He went full Xena with it. Like he was just like he owned it. He committed, and he turned it into like it should have been like a flop, but it was fucking hilarious, and it really captured like the light comedy bits about Venom, which is hard to do. I watched that movie when I was very tired or tipsy or both, um, so I need to watch it again. Yeah, it's so funny, and I appreciate that because it's someone who's you know 
been in so many things, has been nominated for so many things, but like owns it. And with Lucy, it's like similar thing. She's so talented. But she was a relative unknown at this point. Yeah. But that doesn't, I'm not saying that's not a thing. No, I'm just saying that it's, it's you know, it's great that this worked out the way yeah. it did because it's not like she was some big name that they chose for that reason. Yeah. But she has the, the talent and the, and the abilities to take a goofy role like this and make it amazing. Like... away from their dark side isn't my specialty. I have learned a lot in these last few years. And one of the things I've learned is that you can't save everyone. And you and she do have something in common. What's that? You both think she's a lost cause. Oof. Ooh. Ooh, Zena is disappointed. Okay. I get what you're saying. I'm being too hard on her. I think it was a bold move for the writers to have, um, yeah, sorry for not talking, but they're, they're, their acting right now is really good. Bold move for the writers to have a little bit of strife in this episode, considering what they just came out of. Yeah. And it shows that they're, you know, while they got through everything, they're not perfect people. But they're listening to one another right now yeah. and working things out. But they're actually talking about it, not singing it, thankfully. <laughs> and Gabrielle's saying that if you really, truly believe in her, then I'll trust you and yeah. give her a chance. It's easy to believe in yourself after someone believes in you first, which is, you know... What Zena and Gabrielle both I was gonna say, did this for is one like, another, This is right? a very indi- you know, heavy-handed... <laughs> Oh, oh, this is a really nice scene. <laughs> Very heavy-handed way of showing the whole <laughs> a big crux of the relationship is the belief in each other. Like Gabrielle, see, I like how she's gonna burn the stick. This is so funny. Like <laughs> accidentally burn the stick. Like don't be a dick. Such a fucker. <laughs> She'll with whack it. you with that stick. Hit it. Oh, was that important? <laughs> you know full well. <laughs> You know what's really funny? I'm looking at Tara's outfit, and she looks like, um, I don't know, like every fifth queer I pass on the drive, like, in the fall. Like, leather pants, boots, scraggly hair. It's true. Fortunately, <laughs> not every fifth queer on the drive has unfortunate, unfortunate. white person dreadlocks. I mean, some of them do, though. Yeah, some, but not every fifth. I don't like to sleep that close to fire. Well, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> first come, first serve. If we've established anything on the show, it's that Zena and Gabrielle sleep together where they want to sleep. (laughs) Yeah. Except Gabrielle's moving over there now and she's going to be just furious. (laughs) Yeah. She's going to be like just throwing fire at her all night. (laughs) We're all just a bullet here. It's good night. Can I ask you something? (laughs) As long as it doesn't keep me awake. Zena's like, fuck off. I want to sleep. This doing good thing. This doing good thing. I mean, good question. I mean, it's a good question. Because Zena does beat up a lot of people on the run of a day. Yep. How do you really know? Isn't this isn't this one of the big questions of life? How do you know what you're doing is truly good? I think so. Aww. Gabrielle. (laughs) Gabrielle is Zena's moral compass. Oh, that's so cute. But I know that her first instinct is usually an unselfish one, and that's a really good place to start. Oh, it is. It is true, yeah. I think she was born good. I mean, my father always told me that I was bad from day one. Why is it, like, Jesus Christ, go to Socrates or somebody who's got a fucking <laughs> philosophical background to answer these fucking huge questions. <laughs> it's, and honestly, that's true. Like, if you're, you're born a blank slate, essentially, and it's, you're a product of, of your environment and how you're raised, so... 
Though, I, you know, I, some people, not most people, but there is the odd person who is just really... Oh, those people who not, are just fucking shitty and sociopathic and, and terrible. I feel that, like, 99.8% of the population is redeemable, but there's, like, probably yeah that point two who is just really not... Yeah, and I mean, those are probably the people who are, like, serial murderers and serial rapists and pedophiles. Like, you're just a terrible fucking person, and we should throw them in the piss. (laughs) I don't know, maybe I'm an asshole for saying that, but I I don't think any level of uh, trauma can ever excuse that kind of thing. No. We We had this conversation, like... We were on a message board when we were younger, and, uh, you know, I did not- I, I left the message board after a while because everybody was pretty much an asshole, and I was just like, fuck this, and you stayed on Facebook longer than I did, and you made friends with all these people, and I was just like, why are you talking to these people? Like, it's like if a few names come to mind immediately, and you're like, no, no, they've, they're nice, and I was like, no, they're not. But then you pointed out, like, that was ages ago, and, and they've changed, and now- When they truly have, most of these people yeah. now are embarrassed- by how they acted, they admit that they were just taking out their anger and fear and everything on others, and now they're super lovely people. Except for two. (laughs) Two of them can rot in hell. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, there's a couple that really suck. But for the most part, like, everyone grew up and became more compassionate and empathetic and... Yeah, that's the thing. Like, you're you're born a certain way, and yes, things will influence you, and it's how you take that and, and grow from it and learn and you can lean into the the anger and the rage and everything and just make your life about that or you can realize oh i was a shitty person Mm -hmm. learn from it and grow and be less shitty and of course none of us are perfect no i'm a shitty person all the time i can be shitty i've like i i know i could be probably nicer to people at work who drive me fucking batshit crazy (laughs) but so can i sometimes too and especially last week when i was so stressed out about the virus and everything i was definitely very impatient with a few people um, but you know what? So was a lot of the other people. <laughs> yeah. So were a lot of the other people in our office. So, yeah. We're getting, like, really deep with the, the human condition here. <laughs> <laughs> well, this, that's kind of what this whole episode is about. I mean, I yeah. know it's about this, like, silly girl. <laughs> with unfortunate hair and a mullet. <laughs> but, yeah, no, at the, at, the, at the base of it, it's just, you know trying to find your way in the world and trying to to do better oh, look at the cat and trying to, to figure out where you belong which honestly i think that's what a lot of us are looking for when we're in our teen years and when we're adults even yeah, <laughs> yeah. i mean i've kind of sorted that out somewhat but i'm yeah. 34 it took a long time yeah i'm in my 30s too i'm not gonna say how fucking old i am but i it took me a while to figure out like identity stuff and you know, just finding comfort in things and realizing that, like, it's okay to, to lean into the nerd stuff I'm into because it doesn't mean I'm a weird person. I am a weird person. Or, like, a lame person or a weirdo. It's just, like, that's my thing. I like it. It makes me happy, and I'm going to keep doing stuff. A lot of people seem to think we're cool. I don't know why. And we're really just the nerdiest people ever, but, I mean, maybe some people think makes... Maybe some people think that makes us cool, so... I don't know. Maybe it's just the fact that we fully embrace who we are. I think so. Like, I'm a slightly chubby, genderqueer nerd, and I own that. (laughs) (laughs) I'm a chubby, mentally ill nerd. (laughs) 
gets really intense about various things. Yeah, many things. One of my coworkers follows me on Twitter, and uh, she's like, "Your your feed is very different than mine." Um, it's very. Uh, she's like, "I'm a little bit serious on there," and I was like, "Yeah, I, I can see that." Like. But she's like, it's it, this will be good because I'll have like that humor on your timeline to counteract all the serious shit on mine. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah. I have to say this: the cat farted, and it smells so bad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, it wasn't me. Uh, no, it was definitely him. <laughs> and it smells like his food. Mm. So, in case you weren't aware of some stuff going on, podcast podcast is on medication for the rest of his life now. For hyperthyroidism, that's actually one of the things that sort of happened in January, February that... uh, We were dealing with some shit. Yeah, it kind of took over a bit because uh, he had some bloody poop and I freaked the hell out at some friends at 7.45 in the morning and asked them if they could drive me to the emergency vet. Yeah, we had to take him to the vet a couple of times, get him some blood work. He pooped in his carrier on the way home because he got an anal probe. He did not have a good couple of weeks, neither do we. Um, his blood work came back recently very good, though, yep. so we're very positive feeling about yep. the way things are going. Yeah, right. good. Like yeah. So, podcast's going to be around for a little while longer, I think, to scream on episodes. Mm-hmm. He's uh, settled yeah. down in some regards, which is also an indication that he is feeling a little better, yeah. but he also obviously still likes to scream. No, that's yeah. part of his personality. I'm yeah. Rip that her throat and eat her eyeballs. <laughs> 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 eat her eyeballs. I can't work like this. I can't work like this. Gabrielle sounds like a drag queen. I cannot work in these conditions. Zena's <laughs> <sighs> like, come on, do I have to continually be the mediator? Like, God, just. <laughs> I think, like, with with Xena, she's like, I'm kind of over the mothering thing right now. Like, I don't need to be... I'm not here to be your mom. Yeah. Like, I just fucking grow up. (laughs) She said, stop acting like a selfish brat or I'll leave you by the roadside in a flash. I mean, you should have done that in the first place. I mean, fair. (laughs) I mean, Xena doesn't owe her anything. I know she wants to help her, but she also seriously doesn't owe her anything. No, it's Gabrielle. I do wonder if this is a thing that some people who come to Xena think, because she's on this path of, of redemption and self-redemption. They're like, well, if she's Xena this for herself, surely she can help me. Mm-hmm. But also, I think she's resisting being helped because she, you know, being kind of bad, yeah. quote-unquote, is yeah. what she knows, and it feels comfortable to revert to that. I mean, it's the same as, like, people with mental illness like myself who maybe sometimes resist getting help because feeling bad is what they know and it's yeah. it's not fun but it's almost less scary than having to work through shit work through shit and then like function on the other side as like yeah. a person who feels better and know what that yeah who that person is I'm not laughing at you I'm laughing at Gabrielle beating the shit out of a child <laughs> She's a very strong child. Yeah, and she did. I mean, she started it. It's her. She brought this on herself. She she started it. She attacked Gabrielle with a log. <laughs> Gabrielle's like, stay, just stop getting up to fight me. Like, I'm going to keep kicking your ass. I'm not hurt you anymore. <laughs> don't do me any favors. So stay down, Tara. <laughs> stay down, and she's like, no, I'm gonna get up and fight you. I'm just gonna ride that shot. Ooh, now Gabrielle looks okay. like the bad guy. Yeah. I know I am. 
There's a lot going on here. I think if you were truly, really, really bad, you wouldn't be sobbing yep. while saying you're bad. You would be I like, I'm bad. Ha <laughs> ha. Or you just wouldn't even acknowledge that you're bad. Yeah. I, I, maybe like truly bad people don't realize they're bad. They're just going through life doing their thing. Or they're so fucked up they don't care that they're bad. Yeah. I love the de- the, the look, the costuming on Tara. Uh, she has, what, 19 earrings? Mm-hmm. Which I'm just like the, the I love that because yeah, it's ancient Greece. Like she had to literally go and risk a variety of infections every time <laughs> to get one of these earrings. That's true. <laughs> it's not like she could just go Sarah Corner like tattoo parlor piercing no. salon whatever. Claire's. I was with Claire's. <laughs> Raise your hand if y'all went to Claire's to get some questionable piercings done. I super did, and uh, probably risked my life in doing oh, so. Oh, yeah, yeah. Probably risked a wild case of hep C with that or but something. you know what? I also got my belly button pierced at a, like, piercing place, and it got wildly infected because the woman who did it was, like, 90 years old and couldn't see and, like, fucked it up. Ooh! Ooh! And I still have a lot of scar tissue where it used you do, to be. Yeah. yeah. I didn't realize it was because she fucked it up. I thought it was just... you just. No, she super fucked it up. She oh. put it in too deep or something. Oh! I didn't yeah. realize that. Yeah, she did. I had, my, I had my lip pierced, and that... It didn't get infected, but it definitely, like, got kind of swollen for a couple of days. I think that was just, like, basic trauma. No, this was bad. She, did she get off on the being bad thing? Like, it seems like if you want to compare being bad, I will bury you. Well, I think it's indicated that her she has a lot of trauma. Yeah. And she just... She wants to be accepted, but doesn't feel like she deserves it. You are good. Yeah. What are you talking about? <laughs> He's just like, no, <laughs> shut up, no, stop it. You left us alone together, figuring that this would happen. That's ridiculous. What do you think I am, a prophet or something? <laughs> no. no, you just understand the human condition. No, Zena is a good judge of character. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. you're a good judge of human nature. Thanks, Zena. For what? <laughs> I had so much anger for that poor little kid. I never gave her a chance. Well, she did you beat you up immediately. No, she did immediately, like, <laughs> just, like, throw shit on you, you uh, first, on first sight. Like. Including a little bit of tough love. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Gabrielle could have full-on killed her if she really wanted to, she really and she to. probably held back a little bit. Gabrielle would absolutely oh, not have they're playing charades. That, oh, no, but she could have. Yeah, they invented charades. Right, Zena invented charades. <laughs> Zena looks like she's so in love with this nerd. Uh, she, really. <laughs> Truly. <laughs> Tara's decided she likes Gabrielle. Now. Yeah. <laughs> and the Cyclops? No, not a legend. Don't you remember when I did this? Damascus comedy and drama. So that means it's a play. Oedipus. No, don't don't guess. You have to use the clues. <laughs> so you're just gonna throw a bunch of plays out there. So you're just gonna start naming plays. Which is something I would do. I'd just be like King Lear, uh, Roma Juliet. Taming of the Shrew. <laughs> <laughs> Something dramatic. Yeah. Even though that's like, you know, half a place. <laughs> Most, yeah. I, what, oh my god. <laughs> we don't know. <laughs> what, will you just tell us? If it's Janiyah and all this, how are we supposed to know that? 
Seriously, married couple, married couple. I, I fucking love it. So exasperated. Zena's just like Jesus Christ. I did not. I don't go to the theater. You know this. <laughs> Where's she? Okay. Also, where is she seeing contemporary theater? Like, what the fuck? Is Zena off like polishing swords, and Gabrielle's going to see? I don't know. There's <laughs> we don't know. We don't know their life. <laughs> Gang ahead toward the Manny River. Hmm. The will probably meet up with him there. I mean, we kind of do yeah. see a day in the life, but yeah. yeah. Which is one of my favorite episodes ever. Yep. There's an old abandoned castle there that Wayne loves to hide out in. Oh, well, that's where we're headed. Oh, they're all sleeping in a row together now. <laughs> <laughs> with the, the, the youth know. between them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I really like that game you made up. Oh, yes, Gabrielle about the trades. Oh, the one thing Gabrielle invented. Yeah. It wasn't Zena. <laughs> Zena said it would never catch on. Good night, Gabrielle. Good night, Zena. Good night. Zena's like, shut up. Jesus Christ. I'm trying to go to sleep. Go the fuck sleep. Good night, Argo. <laughs> Argo was like, oh, God, there's another one. I got to fucking deal with this drama. These fucking queer dramas. Oh, God. I just like the the wig. The wig is amazing. I'm hoping that's a wig because if someone's hair actually had to go through that process, yeah, if she actually had I to feel cut her hair like very that bad for, for the her. episode. That's. Mm. I mean, she could shave it all off and look good. Probably she has, you know, the kind of face that would probably yeah, suit yeah. that. Like a uh, Robin Tunney in um, Empire Records. Mm. Sinead or Rebellion shocked me, shocked me, shocked me with that deviant <laughs> behavior. <laughs> I fucking love that movie. I'm not the biggest fan. Yeah, I know, and it's point of attention constantly. <laughs> we don't often disagree, really, on a lot of media. No, I know. Oh, she's making out with the dude in the chainmail. I mean, she's trying to do good, but she is 17 and horny, I guess. So I don't yeah. I'm going over the wall. These are some well-trained horses. They're all just gonna stand there and look around, like, yeah, okay, yeah. Just gonna. Did they purposely put little rips in the green shirt over Renee's nipples, wherever their nipples would be? Like, is this a thing to really accentuate that her boobs are just like tightly encased in that? I don't know. I've never noticed that. <laughs> Neither did I. But like right now, it's just like yes. <laughs> I'm really excited because I've ordered some soft razorback bras from Tomboy X, and I don't have to deal with. Fucking underwire and my bra straps going down all the time very soon, so you know, I'm anxiously awaiting this. I haven't worn a bra in seven years, so hey. <laughs> Actually, no, it's a lie. I'm wearing a sports bra right now because my binder is disgusting. <laughs> I sweat all over yesterday on our plague food run. <laughs> yeah, we've been doing a lot of really um, intense shopping trips where we have to carry a lot. Yep. Not that we're hoarding everything, we're really not. We have just like a couple of small little boxes of things, and we yeah. had, we had to get supplies for the cat, which is why things were so That's heavy. That's pretty much it. Yeah, we went yeah. to get cat food. <laughs> Please don't hoard everything excessively, because then nobody else who needs it can get anything. Yeah, don't be a dick, like those assholes from Selfan. Yeah. I hope the hope the CRA finds them and is like, so that uh, income you're not claiming, we're gonna yeah, take yeah. that, right? Uh, well, I mean, they're all over the news now. So yeah, so they're fucked. They're the ones who bought like hundreds of thousands pallets, of pallets of Clorox wipes, and then resold, resold them it. for huge profits. They sold a hundred thousand dollars worth on Amazon, and they were proud of themselves. They were very proud of themselves. Oh, yeah, they can they can fuck all the way off. 
But yeah, no, we just went out yesterday to get uh, some frozen fish and some noodles. So I'm gonna make some uh, hot and sour soup. And we got some whiskey. So I think we're. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and today, clearly, we got some gin. Well, we wanted martinis. Yeah, plague teenies. <laughs> Quarantinis. Quarantinis, yes. <laughs> but no, I think we're, we're, like, we're not panicking yet. I don't think we're gonna need to panic. We're just stocking up in case, you know, I am working from home all next week, so I'm gonna have to have, like, food in the house. And, like, the health experts are literally telling you to get, like, a couple weeks supply if you can. Yeah. Um, also, like, the sound my lungs are making this morning, I should not be in public. <laughs> no. <laughs> Even going to the store feels precarious. Yeah. I mean, like, my, I, I had swine flu, so my lungs make a crunching noise when allergy season happens. It's more, it's like a crunchy, crunchy whistly, whistly noise. wheezy noise, and it's not fun. No. I make myself up all the time. It sucks. So I'm trying to not catch anything that's going to make that worse or kill me. Yeah. <laughs> I like to not drown my own lung fluids. <laughs> <laughs> so Tara has the urn. Yep. And she is bringing it to the warlords. That dude's a terrible kisser. Yeah, ew. Even as a fake kisser, this dude's terrible. You, you can do better. You can do you can do ladies. <laughs> I would love to hear a super cut of how many times we have said this about women on this show. You can do better, you can do ladies. So many times. Usually Or just you. even in real life. I know. <laughs> how many times have I said did I say throw the whole boyfriend out during the Shania Twain episode of Killjoys? <laughs> A lot, and also again, just in general, in general, day-to-day life. Day to day life, I said that a lot of people. Yeah. Not a lot of people. I said that a lot about certain people. Yeah. Tara, you're beginning to make me very angry. Look, I don't think that Hulk. Anyway, Tara is suddenly having a moral crisis, and this doesn't looks want like to give him the urn. This is some guy looks like a George Michael impersonator, but like at fetish does, night. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't gonna kill you until we were clear from the castle, but now we'll do fine. <laughs> wow, he's a dick. Wow, you're an asshole. I mean, clearly she has like minimal self-esteem, yeah. so of course she's like this guy. <laughs> Hello, handsome. No, she's gonna be like this guy is the best thing, but now she's having a change of heart. So. And once again, they're flinging precious cargo around. <laughs> Just flying through the air. At least on the baby this time? Yeah, I was gonna say. Because <laughs> this is. Isn't this basically the same kind of deal as with the flying baby the first time? Yes, it is. They really like that. I mean, it's good for comedy. Yeah. <laughs> Just like throwing it, makes... it up in the air, punching a bunch of people, and then catching it again before it falls yeah. to the ground. Yeah. It's like a really, really high stakes game of the florist lava. <laughs> fighting, 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 everyone is fighting. I feel like everyone's hitting each other really hard this yeah. episode. This really seems like there's a lot of aggression in the fight choreography. <laughs> like a lot of times with the Xena fights when there's like the bad guys, they, it's like they tap the bad guy and they fall over. Yeah. And in this one, they, Gabriel's actually hitting him really hard with the stick. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
I don't know. Maybe they got a little bit more aggressive in season three. I don't know. And maybe the the like the fight choreography choreography team was just like we've not had a good fight in like fucking forever. Yeah. Let's just uh let's make this work. That fucking bird is outside. <laughs> There's one of those I don't dove things that sits can, outside your apartment and goes for constantly sometimes. And now there's a woodpecker, so it's <laughs> and then like a drilling noise. It's great. It's great. It's great. What's the matter, Tara? Oh, her name is Tara, not Tara. Yeah, I know. Is it Tara because Lucy's accent can't say Tara properly? <laughs> No one can believe in herself unless someone else. Someone asked me if my name was Sarah or Sarah. (laughs) Seamus is like, "Mm mm-hmm, they were from the UK, weren't they? (laughs) Oh, meow. Yeah, my ex-boss called you Sarah all the time. Yes, and the person who asked me is also from the UK, so. (laughs) She said you two are such suckers, and they just looked at each other like Like, proud parents. Yes, we are. Yes. (laughs) We saved another one. Good job, babe. I feel like the priest has been in a episode or two besides this one yeah he looks familiar and i haven't watched this episode for a while so yeah so anyway people are being forgiven again yeah which is the title of this episode forgiven which is also an amazing song from jagged little pill Mm -hmm. which is how many years old now it came out 95 a long time yeah anyway tara or tara is being forgiven yeah and so is gabrielle which is not surprising. <laughs> no, of course she would. You are forgiven for past mistakes. Go now and do good. I mean, she's already gone through the rituals, like we said, so this is probably like just a bonus cleansing. Mm-hmm. I do love the framing of this, where Zena is standing in front of the sun. Mm-hmm. But she's not going to be- allow herself to be purified. Yeah. And Don't I think. You want to be forgiven. <laughs> This is such a running thing in the show. I mean, it ultimately goes all the way to the very yep. end of the series where she sacrifices her life to ultimately to right her wrongs. Yep. So I don't, she, you know, she doesn't feel like she deserves it. Yeah, I don't think Xena will ever, has ever truly believed she deserves forgiveness. I think she's just going to constantly spend her life, and she did spend her life, just trying to make amends and, and do better. It's a shame, really. It's, yeah, it's, really, it's when you get down to it, it's really sad. It's really sad. She looked really sad just there, yeah. too. I'm like, man, I just hung my cat. I mean, you can take him, his claws are digging my arm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's it's one of those things, like, it's, you know, there's so the whole show is, like, redemption and forgiveness, but, like, mm-hmm. she's been forgiven by so many people, but she won't forgive herself. Nope. Which is just, like epically epically sad when you get down to it because she's done so much good obviously gabrielle makes her feel like she deserves love and yeah deserves happiness on some level but she can never quite process the fact that you know she's saying that Everybody can choose what to do day to day, but she doesn't quite believe that for herself. I don't think. Yeah, I think it's because she's she has she looks at she, I think the, the whole thing of it is, Zena holds herself to a higher standard, mm-hmm. which I think a lot of us do. And she just has a whole fuck ton of guilt. Yeah, and she's got a lot of guilt because she knows what she did for so long was so terrible. And it was pretty bad. Yeah, but 
And I think, honestly, having Callisto pop up every couple of years to be like, hello, you fucked me up, what's up, <laughs> is not helping Xena get over that stuff. Like, no, I don't think if so. She could, if she could just go back and, like, make amends with every single person that she's wronged, then she would probably be okay. But, like, yeah. she can't. Like, Lao Ma's dead. She killed the green dragon. And then she still feels guilt over that because Lao Ma is dead and she did something completely against Gabrielle's wishes. And... Like, it's just it's one of those things where, like, if she could actually make everything right, she probably would, mm-hmm. but she can't. So she'll continue to do good and, I mean, and make really, amends where possible. She didn't really wrong Lao Ma. Um, no, but, she, but in killing the green dragon. Like, yeah. yeah. Like, she couldn't go back to Lao Ma and, and thank her for everything she taught her. Yeah. That's kind of what I'm... Yeah, she couldn't thank her, but she killed the green dragon, which pissed off Gabrielle. That was a whole thing. So. Yes. Yes, it was. Yes. Anyway, so it was forgiven. I forget what's next. Uh, King Con. Okay, we'll Jocks see. Are, eh. Oh, when in Rome, Julius Caesar, forget me not. Once again, tormented by her past, Gabrielle. <laughs> well, actually, I really like that one. That was good. Mm-hmm. And then Fins, Femmes, and Gems, which we done with Andrew Warner, which was like so fun. Yeah, we're not going to do that one again because it won't be any better. No, that, we're not going to touch that one because it was perfect. Um, so yeah, King Con is pretty funny. That would be a good one to do. It's either, next one is either going to be King Kong or When in Rome because yeah. we'll see what we feel yeah. like. You know, it's, I, our, it's our podcast. We can do what we want. Yeah, I can do what the fuck I want to. <laughs> <laughs> so it's either going to be me making fun of Joxer for an hour or me ripping on Caesar for an hour. <laughs> I'm actually wearing our podcast logo shirts today, which feels very appropriate. It does, yes. Also, if you want any merchandise, we have coasters, stickers, and pins. Um, five bucks, you'll get a little grab bag and a personalized note from us. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> and probably some cat hair from Seamus because he's everywhere. Um, <laughs> really, so. <laughs> really big collector's item here. The yeah. cat hair. <laughs> yeah, it'll get some paw prints on something. Um, but yeah, if you want to, if you want any merch, just send us a message on any of the platforms: wbb underscore podcast, uh, Twitter and Instagram, wbb podcast one at Gmail. Um, yeah, we're on Stitcher, Spotify, Apple, iHeartRadio, basically everything. We're on all the podcast things. Um, and check out F- uh, Feminist Killjoys, our new one. That's every other Friday. Next up on that one is going to be Tori Amos Raspberry Swirl, and I have some things to say about Miss Tori. This is a much shorter podcast. Each episode is about 20 minutes. I missed a half an hour, yeah. Yeah, I think so far our episodes have been really funny and insightful, and you should listen. <laughs> you should listen to them and tell your friends to listen to it, too, because we are hilarious and entertaining. Mm-hmm. And you'll definitely hear Podcat again. <laughs> <laughs> That will always be a constant. As long as we have this cat, you'll hear a podcast. Yeah. Anyway, uh, yeah, thanks for listening. Sorry it took us so long, and uh, we'll see you again next time.